You're listening to Realities and Dreams Culture Under COVID, a series of podcasts examining the impact of COVID-19 on the UK creative economy. creative and cultural sector and individual practitioners within it have been hit especially hard by the pandemic. In each episode, a researcher from University of Warwick Centre for Cultural and Media Policy Studies will be talking to a creative practitioner about how their work has been affected and about their hopes for the future. As the rest of the economy slowly emerges from lockdown, artists, performers, writers and musicians are still struggling. Most of the audiences and institutions which support their work are still not able to operate effectively. The interactions and relationships which support their process are severely curtailed. There is little money coming in and many are having to consider other options. Without creative people, the rest of the creative economy cannot survive. How are they coping with this crisis and what can they look forward to in the future? In this episode, Heidi Ashton is talking to Joseph Prouse on Friday the 26th of June via Zoom. Joe is a highly experienced actor, singer, dancer, and musician. He has worked extensively in theatre in West End musicals, national tours, and shows at the National Theatre, in addition to working in film, most recently Death on the Nile, directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh. He also runs his own function band, Bloomfield Avenue, and is an associate tutor and choreographer at Guildford School of Acting. Okay, Joe, well, welcome, and thank you very much for talking to us today. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about um, your, how your life and your schedule has changed during lockdown? Yeah, I think it's been, it's been an interesting thing. I think as, um, as, as actors, we're very used to having like a long period of kind of nothing, kind of in between jobs or what they like to call, coin the phrase of uh, resting. But the, I think the interesting thing is normally with the, with, with the thing of resting as an actor, it normally means that there's something possibly in the pipeline or that you are able to audition and, and seek kind of jobs within the industry. But obviously it's a never-ending void really because there, are, there aren't the jobs that you'd be normally going for. So normally you'd be not necessarily sat around, but um, you'd be kind of, there'd be things to do like getting ready for auditions or, you know, keeping on top of your kind of your skill. But obviously that's the effect that it's had is that there is no work in the foreseeable future. And also the interesting thing is that as an actor, you're used to keeping yourself very busy doing kind of any other job, that any other string that you have to your bow really. But of course that is also completely diminished and disappeared. So actually, the way that it's changed is that there's a, you know, a period of uncertainty, which is for everyone, but actually there is no kind of view of getting out of it and use your specific talents or your training. And what's interesting is if you're trying to look for, as everyone is, because everyone has to pay their mortgages and their bills, the only jobs that you can kind of really apply for or what I would call um, nine to five uh, jobs in an office. But if we were um, applying for a normal job, then we wouldn't have the necessary qualifications to do it, which has been interesting when I've been looking into kind of other jobs to do uh, for an office. I don't have the necessarily qualifications, even though I know that if someone showed me, I could probably do exactly the same job. So it's been a really interesting thing is actually your set of skills, which you spent years honing and getting a reputation and working hard on are kind of obsolete. But in, in, that kind of, in that kind of vein, I've been kind of lucky enough in a way that being an associate tutor at Guildford School of Acting 
is that some of my work still carried on. So my teaching still carried on via Zoom, which was this new thing that I'd never really heard about, which suddenly became a big part of my, um, of my life, kind of like a bit of a uh, temperamental child at some point, old uh, Zoom, but um, was that I was still able to teach or still deliver my classes. But the offshot was that, is that the, due to funding being cut within the university, my hours were dramatically cut as well which was interesting. So it had an effect basically on everything that I would normally do. So it, it, it does, it, especially in the arts, it affects, it affects everything, you know, and there, there is always probably something in the pipeline, but this, the, the pandemic has affected any kind of form of um, revenue stream or anything to do with, you know, kind of what I train to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so has that affected the kind of activities that you would normally have engaged in yeah, but normally you would be out there singing. So I would be singing at, um, I've got a band called Bloomfield Avenue. We do lots of um, weddings and, and corporate functions and events. So there would be still a way of performing, even though it wasn't necessarily being in at the National Theatre or on a West End show or anywhere like that. There was still an element of being able to sing and perform. But obviously, normally you are honing your skills to keep going because you need it in case that audition comes up or anything like that but that has been the difficult thing is you don't have the opportunity and and do you how do you see um the kind of changes to the various aspects of work the main change is that that none of it can really happen at the moment as as theatre wise as well especially theatre wise it it can't happen a because we have to adhere to this social distancing which you know which is well we think is obviously working and it does work it's worked in other countries but it's just not conducive for people being on stage i think the 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 confusing thing is is that who are we protecting because of this social distancing and i think actually the main reason is i think these are the performers on stage and you know there's this big thing about singing being one of the main things and of course that's involved in a lot of stuff and maybe not singing but also Speaking must come under that, especially if you're on stage, like uh, projecting your voice. It's kind of stopped of everything. You know, the, the good thing about actors, kind of thinking about it, is we're always good at evolving. We have to evolve constantly, like anyone in the creative thing. Uh, for example, you get older, so you have to then evolve. Uh, like myself, you become, you lose your hair, you become follically challenged. So that changes where it just changes you or your voice stops and you can't, you can't sing as high or uh, we're dancers and we sustain an injury, uh, we have to evolve. And, you know, it's what I said, uh, said before is that we, we kind of, we're always known as doing every job apart from our own job. So if that's waitering or, you know, which is a big revenue stream for people and obviously that mm. can't happen. And have you noticed anything in the film? Because I know you've worked in film as well. I think it, it affects everything and I know that they were supposed to be shooting the the Matilda film but they can't do it because of the singing so which causes a problem and also having so many people on on the set 200 people moving and stuff like that it's uh you know I think if you're just doing two-handers and stuff like that and you might be able to do it and I found a knock-on effect especially is because artists are, are being programmed to do stuff for free it's just part of their thing because they they love what they do and it's quite hard when you love what you do to always put a price on it. And it's just, I don't know why, it's just how you, is that you've got this massive knock-on effect 
that there are loads of stars, so well-known actors, that are, are able to do uh, get into a theatre and do a two-hander play. So you're already cutting out quite a lot of the industry because, no offence, but who's, who's going to want to see a couple of unknowns at the Young Vic? I mean, people would love to, but unfortunately the general public don't want to see that because they're like, well, who are they? What have I seen them in? Or And people that do have a little bit more money than the what I would call the, the, the real workers, you know, like a, a, what they call a jobbing actor that just works and works, does bits and pieces, they can't afford to do free workshops online it's like everyone was so was so good at helping people mm. at doing a free dance class but actually now when people are like well hang on I kind of need to feed my family or I need to feed myself or pay my bills is that there's that add-on thing of just like who would want to pay for a workshop <laughs> it's tough it's it's just this never-ending circle and yeah it, it's, it's tough is there anything that um it's kind of taken you, I mean, obviously the whole situation has taken us all by surprise. Is there anything out of it that's, that has surprised you in, in either in a positive or negative way or just something unexpected emerged? Yeah, I, do you know what? I think, um, I think there's been, there's loads of things that emerged and I think everything kind of changes from day to day um, and not knowing. I think, I think if, if there was some kind of thing, I think, you know, not to get political, but I think if the government even came out with a plan and then maybe said in three weeks, actually, that's not going to happen. People would be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we understand that. Is, is this kind of like, oh, we think. I think you need, you need decisions. I think that's, that's the hard thing. Uh, but I also think is you kind of uh, evaluate where you kind of fit within the industry, where you are within your career, and also how you feel without it being a big part of your life. Because you kind of make a commitment when you come into this that it has to be part of your life. It has to be... It's not something that you can kind of really dip in and dip out. It's a big part of your life and it takes up a lot of your time. You have to drop things suddenly. Uh, you might have a holiday booked in a month's time. And then suddenly this thing comes up, this advert or a show, and then you have to kind of drop it. Do you feel if this industry doesn't come back or you have to find a completely different uh, way of life as find as work? How does that make you feel? And for me, that's been interesting because I, I never imagined not being able to do it for a long, I mean, you have periods of being out of work, but it's that if the work doesn't happen again. So for me, it's kind of had that effect of like, how would I feel if I wasn't doing it again? If it doesn't happen, then I need to find something else to do and my training doesn't do it. So that's the negative side. Even though actors are the best people, they learn things, they're used to being pretending to be able to know stuff and do that kind of thing. Who, who's gonna take on a, an actor of a certain age? And also how are you gonna earn your money? You spend you spend your your life getting your reputation up and being getting known within the industry. How's that going to you know work? And then my other thing that I always think about is that once this all comes back up and running, you're going to have lots of people very very experienced taking the smaller jobs that normally a lesser known person would be doing. There's positives, but there's also a huge amount of underlying negativity that cannot be helped. And um, also in my head, I have the, the thing about that, unfortunately, theatre is, is, is elitist and it does have a class system, unfortunately. And then there's that thing of like, what happens if you're not rich or have, um, you know, a rich family to fall back on? What happens then? Are you going to have to give up and do something else or come back later on? Are you going to want to come back later on? And blah, blah, blah. There's, there's all those really actually, not just a case of, 
oh, am I going to act or not? It's the, this, the serious nature of if this doesn't come up, what am I actually going to do? There's so many things that kind of come into my head that I think, think about, but it's just that unknown. Uncertainty is awful, isn't it? We're brought up on being un- uncertain. This is the thing. It's what I try and think in my head and try and explain to people is that we're, we're used to having the unknown and the uncertainty. That's our industry, but there's always something else that you can do. Um, so hospitality or, and, and that is, that is all gone. You know, there's even things like, um, for example, I've applied for a, a job at Sainsbury's working through the night. Um, and those jobs aren't there. We're, we're not people that go, Oh, I'm not doing that. We will do it. If we have to, we will do it. We, we will do the, the jobs that you wouldn't expect. We, we're used to being able to have to make money. But the uncertainty of where do you go to do that? Have you experienced any um, unexpected upsides at all? Positive that I that tends to creep in as you get older is it's not the be all and end all. But I think there's the realization is that there is there is more to life, especially like looking after looking after yourself, spending time with your family, spending time at your house that you you work so hard or your flat to pay your rent or mortgage. You work so hard. <laughs> to pay that you'd actually spend any time on it so or time in it so it's been nice to have those kind of things and just really try and enjoy life but obviously money's so ingrained in in our well-being that that's obviously the always the thing that can keep you up at night yeah you know but i think the positive for me that i found out is also is that all the times i you know i've always been not grateful but i love what i do so that's a nice thing to kind of have and that you know, i enjoy being on stage and um I do actually enjoy my my teaching, being involved with young people coming into this industry and, and looking after them. So there's been loads of things that actually it's been more about not just the going on stage thing. The positive thing has been about learning everything around it. We're kind of coming out of lockdown now. And um, I just wondered what your hopes are for the various sectors that you're working in. Well, I think I'm, uh, my, my hope is that it gets buzzing back again. The new stuff keeps happening that it doesn't, the diversity which we've been building up doesn't disappear and that we, we be inclusive. I have, I have this big thing in my head and I hope people realise it more now is that there is space for everyone in this industry and that we don't have to label everything all the time and that we just get working together. And if some people are a little bit more well off, you, you pick the people up and you take them under your wing and that all the new writing which would have, that people would have found during this lockdown, people would have, would have discovered a new talent. They might find that actually they're quite good at writing or they're quite good at directing or come up with ideas. Hopefully there's going to be a platform where those new writers are able to have their work, not just the people that are well-known and that the people that, um, you know, always write the things that get the stuff on the BBC or on stage that are suddenly just doing that, is that there are new writers uh, coming in and maybe new creative teams popping up from different things. That's what I'd like to see is different little like theatre companies popping up and, and, and just the money so people can at least pay their rent and afford to do it and they're not, you know, giving time up for free. That's what I worry about. And it's not that classic thing where some arts body looks at like, you know, it should be the disadvantaged things, but it should be completely wash and that people should be able to travel to perform. There shouldn't be just this thing that the West End is the epicentre of it, that actually it needs to be everywhere and the big players need to maybe put the money into it. 
that's kind of what I hope and that I worry that doesn't happen is that we we lose a lot of people, not necessarily the people that established, but that life that life performance element I think is important. I think people think that it just kind of happens. And it's just such a shame that there, there isn't more stuff going on, that we can't get people into a studio to work on stuff. So when they suddenly go, right, it's happening. Right, we've got this. Let's go. Let's fill the theatres. Let's get this started. Because it won't. When they say it can go, there's going to be this whole thing of like, right, okay, well, who, who's going to do this? Uh, and the big players are going to be like, well, let's plonk that in. When actually it might be the best time to get the new people in. Let these unknowns be known. Okay, so um, following on from that nicely, actually, what, what kind of help um, do you need personally to get through uh, sort of now and in the immediate future? The, the main thing it always comes down to, and I always say this to, to students as well, you have, you, uh, is, is money is a big issue, but also I think health as well is an important thing. We're, we're, I don't know whether it's just this, this country, but especially in this industry, is that you don't go off sick. You've got a cold, no, you carry on. And I think because people are so worried and we all do it, we're all guilty of it, is that, well, if I don't go in that day, I don't get paid, which means I can't pay my mortgage. People think that because people are worried about money being an activist, that you need to afford your this luxury thing that we all have. And actually, actors always, always I always think this, there's some that don't, but I even when I'm in work, I still, my life money is like I'm out of work. <laughs> I know a lot of people that like that, because we're worried about the next thing, because money is the big root of it. You will need the money to then be able to go to a singing lesson and make sure that you're doing things and that you do a screen course or you're constantly doing. But the, the, it's the money support thing is the big thing I find, which is important for everyone. And that's not so someone can buy another car or blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the money just to survive. It's interesting as well because it speaks to the um, value. Like how do governments and other authorities value yeah. the skills that people like actors and musicians and dancers those sorts of people have are they are those skills valued that's a product of what everything is is that um it, it's this whole thing that we're all put in where well, you're an actor that means that you don't work very hard you sit at home and i mean there's there, 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 like anything there's a percentage of people that do that but actually there's a high percentage that don't I love that. If they actually, you, you could never do it because people want it. But if you actually spent the life with a lot of actors, you'd realise that they never they they train all these years and they spend most of their working life out of work. The only time you ever hear it is like, for example, on the couch with Graham Norton, where they're like, "Oh, you know, you're in this new film." Like, well, well, well I didn't work till I was thirty-five, and I waited on tables, and it's always that kind of mm. thing. It's always that, you know. But actually, they can do so much, so much more other other stuff, mm-hmm. and they, people just think just because someone can can act, that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. When actually, they do loads of other stuff. Some of them are musicians. Some of them, some of them even go and have like, um, you know, there's there's stories of people that have got like a, a, a degree or a master's in astrophysics, and now they're an actor. And there's all these things like they just they just think. What I, I feel has been completely missed is that there should have been, right, how do we put these people to work? Because mm. I would, you know, I, if someone said, oh, do you want to go and work in this thing? I would have been like, yeah, cool. What, what I have to do is it's two weeks training on this minimal fee to become a teacher of this or, or whatever. I would have been like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. Mm. But you've got all these people that are sitting around and they don't know what to do. They're trying. Well, what, what are your yeah. predictions for the 
for the future of the of the industries? What do you predict would be the reality? I think the reality will be is you're going to have a lot of people leaving the industry or not being able to do it. And the thing is, it's not. Um, I mean, there's always people that can do stuff, but I think I think it's gonna it's gonna filter down throughout the whole industry. I think it's going to be slow. I don't think anything new is going to happen for um, for a long while. I don't think any new shows because people are going to want to get the money kind of going. Let's let's be honest. Things need to earn money. Theatres need to earn money. The producers need to. It's like anything. It's like running a business. But then the actors are also a business as well. Is I think the reality is is that until they can find a way of safely getting through this, then um, it, nothing is going to happen. I, but I think the main thing is the confidence of the public to come back. I think the actors are not just like, let's just do a show and get as close as possible. If we get it, we get it. I don't think that's the be all and end all. I think they understand. But I think the problem is going to be getting the public back. They open theatres in November. People are like, well, I'm not going. I might get it. Like, you know, I think that is the, I think that is actually the reality is that the, the people that want to spend the money to come and feel safe to do it. And I don't know when they're going to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then the added thing is, is that if there is if something financially happens, are people then going to have the money to come and see it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a, it's a huge knock-on effect. It's like anything. It's the, you know, because it's not just about the actors on stage. It's about the, the stage management and how close they have to be and the wiggies, the makeup artists. It's such an intricate thing. And that's just theatre. And when you get into film and TV, it's an even bigger pool of people mm-hmm. behind. I think that's the, the reality. It's just the, the feeling safe and how people are going to work. And, and then there's that thing that if someone does get ill, do we then have to get a complete replica of the whole stage management department, the theatre cast? Does there have to be like four versions of the show of car? It's all those kind of things when you think about it. Because all it, you know, all it takes with the guideline is one person to get ill and then everyone has to kind of self-isolate for 14 days. That's, I think that is the, mm-hmm. the reality. And then you have the added thing as well as far as is that a lot of the money, especially in the West End, comes from the city. So are they not going to invest in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like where's the money going to come from? Because a lot of it comes from there. It's, it's a tough reality, and, but I do think that it's not going to be able to work the same as it, it did before. But I don't know how it will work, if I'm honest, how it can change. It's so, you know, you know, it could be a thing that you just, how, how do we know that we could, we actually just need to carry on? You just don't know, do you? <laughs> so that's the reality. Well, thank and you. And also, there's the yep. thing as well, is that you, sorry, is that you have things like everyone can sit at home now and watch Netflix and you can have these shows that are great, which is the, the, the NT Live and stuff like that. And it goes back to the free thing, is everyone's been do, doing things for free, so why do I need to pay now? That's the, that's the other thing. And that you can sit at home and watch Netflix and people think that magically just happens, that a new series happens. So why do you want to go and put yourself at risk and see a theatre show? Oh, that's really insightful. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us and contributing to us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. That was Joe talking about surviving as a freelance performer during lockdown. It's clear that these workers and the industries they work in are facing complex challenges and that lockdowns have decimated incomes. We talked about the impact on diversity and innovation in the sector, the impact on identity and livelihoods for individuals, and some of the opportunities that have been missed. We'll have to see whether the industry is able to rebuild in a more 
diverse and inclusive way as Joe hopes. I'm Heidi Ashton from University of Warwick Centre for Cultural and Media Policy Studies. And you've been listening to Creatives Under COVID, Realities and Dreams. Thanks for listening. Thank you.